Hello and welcome to episode 92 of the Liverpool Comedy Improvcast with me, Ian Luke-Jones. This is where we get to know the people who make up the LCI community and a place where we delve into all sorts of improv topics. And today, our guest is the wonderful Phil Edwards. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you get your podcasts. We're even available on Amazon Podcasts, which means that you can ask Alexa to play the show. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please leave us a five-star review and subscribe to the show to give us a boost and help get our name out there. And now it's time to go off script and find out Phil's true story about making stuff up. And please welcome this week's guest. It's Phil. Hi, Phil. Hello there. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Um, happy to have you here. Yeah, good, good to be here. Uh, so we're going to try and jump straight into all things improv. And I recently, fairly recently, encountered you at a, an LCI session with Brian Palermo. That's right, that was a fun one. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, so it was great for me as well, because it was the first one I'd done for a while. So I got to meet lots of new faces, uh, you included. And uh, yeah, I'm just keen to find out like, how long have you been doing improv how long have you been a part of lci okay well it was i think it was last year i i'd been i've been doing some voice coaching it was a birthday present i'd had for a voice coach uh, to help with my uh, role playing that i do i'm a dungeon master and games master for various role playing games so it was a voice coach thing going on and the voice coach jeremy who's a great guy he suggested that improv would be good and I, it's one of those things i'd always thought about doing and so it gave me a little bit more confidence to do that. And I was looking around and did a search and found Liverpool Comedy Improv. And as I'm just over the water from Liverpool, I thought, that sounds good. I'll give it a go. And I booked it before I had a chance to back out. It was one of the, the beginner class with Emma Bird. And uh, I went along to it a few weeks later, regretting that I'd booked it because I was so nervous. I remember <laughs> just walking up Bowl Street going, oh, no, well, I could just turn around here now. Nobody knows, but I was so nervous and just thinking, oh, it's everybody's going to be brilliant. I'm going to be rubbish. Uh, got the Emma made so easy and welcome. Uh, went through every, there was other people there who were nervous as well. And a few people who dabbled with it, with the drop-in class, but I went along and did that and loved it. The first one and then kept going back. And by the end of the first two of them, first couple, I was just really excited and was surprising myself with the fact I wanted to keep getting up and do the next sketch and the next thing there and was really looking forward to it. So I did the beginner class, then the beginner class level two. Then there was the the break over Christmas and New Year's. And then I've just recently finished the introduction to long form improv. Um, oh. just, just this morning, I've booked for long form improv, improv level two. And in between, I've done a few of the drop-in classes as well. But that's, that's basically my improv uh, journey so far. Oh, and as well as watching lots of Whose Line Is It Anyway when I was younger. <laughs> well, yeah, I was going to ask sort of what was your experience of improv? So it was just whose line was it? It was that and a few other bits and pieces like seeing things online. I was aware of, of improv anyway and from that, but also other bits and pieces. And when I was looking into helping improve my role playing things and also my confidence and, and stuff like that, it's improv kept, kept popping up. So I'd watched a few YouTube videos. Uh, oh, also... I'd, I enjoyed lots of the American sitcoms with like uh, 30 Rock and realized that uh, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler and all of them were part of these big improv sc schools and troops over in the US, which really 
I really like the idea of that the camaraderie and everybody getting together and just having a good time with the fact it could lead on to these big projects and big things where you can get your friends along as well and just have a good laugh and make other people laugh. Yeah, awesome. So you said you did the 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 introduction to improv, the beginners course, couple of courses, and then you've yep. just done uh, the long form. I'd like to get your take on uh, what was it like going into the long form compared to the short form because they're quite different. Oh, they are, yeah. But we we touched on, I think, in the second beginners one, we touched on uh, long form by doing a Henry, doing, doing a couple of Henrys, the ones where you, you sat around and it was like, was it four or five of you? Anyway, doing scenes and things and the way the scenes carried on with the, the characters and then you went back around again. And so a story was developing. And I, I really I really enjoyed doing both. I like the, the short form because it's just get up and just bam, 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 and then forget about it. But I've, I'm enjoying the long form improv because it's uh, it's really helping with memory and uh, you know listen. Well, the whole thing is always good for improving your listening skills and communication skills and paying attention. But I like the long form because you, you're picking bits out of the opener and then putting them into sketches and then just building on things and then having them characters pop up again. I just like I like this I like the storytelling aspect as as well. And uh, I think narrative long form is something i'd like to explore a bit more but uh any kind of long form is just interesting because it just gives you a chance to really build on the thing as well and just just you might have some ideas which just are just starting and in the short form you just have to let them go you know and just be and just go okay well that's gone but with the long form one sometimes you can keep hold of them and explore it a bit more and see where it takes you awesome now you said that you were advised to to try improv because it will help with what you're doing as 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 dungeon master yeah yeah so first of all can you just explain to anyone that doesn't know what does it actually mean to be a dungeon master what does it entail okay well a games master dungeon master uh there's various different things but you have role-playing games tabletop role-playing games where you and a bunch of friends all get together and you sit around a table and one person the dungeon master the games master uh they they describe a situation, you know, they say you enter you enter a tavern, there's a few people around here, you know, a bit more detail than that as well, but it's warm, there's, there's the smells, there's the set, beer is everywhere, and they all play one character, and they uh, they say, I then, once I've explained it, I say, what do you wish to do? And they, within their character, they, they say, well, I would like to go and just go and buy a drink, I want to go and talk to those people, they look interesting, and it builds from there, and it's, you basically, it's just, it's, at its core, it is it's pure impro- improvisation. Is so I'm one person setting the scene, and then everybody's saying what they want to do, and then the games master then expands on that. And it's you have conversations with different people, different characters. You go out. You may you may fight monsters. You may depending on what game you're playing, you might be breaking into a, a bank. Uh, you might be in the far future fighting uh, fighting robots. You could be. I've got someone. Uh, I've got some here, but which, uh, for Blade Runner and the Alien films, based on that, so you can be all those kind of things, detectives, and it's just telling a story together and having a real good laugh and a real good time, and maybe some of them as well getting a bit spooked because they can be like H.P. Lovecraft, Cthulhu, things like that. But it's just, it's just telling a story, and it's just pure improv. And I didn't realize just how much going to the classes would help with that. But it's just, it's real good fun, and if you've never tried it, I recommend it. Awesome. So it actually really has helped in your role. Yes, definitely. Yeah, it's it's helped improve that. I've also introduced some of the 
the little intro uh, exercises, sometimes when they have the whole group together, uh, you know, and just, just to try and get everybody thinking and just saying it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you say because there's no wrong answers. Just get something out there and don't be afraid of getting things wrong because it's just we're all in it together. So when did you get into d and I played it when I was a kid years ago because uh, I only just turned 50. So, yeah, it was many years ago now. <laughs> but uh, then uh, my brother was getting back into board games about, where are we now? About 10 years ago, maybe. And so we started playing board games and things. And then I got a Star Wars role-playing game, like a starter set. And we tried a bit of that because we all like Star Wars, but it didn't quite gel. And then I saw there was a there was a new edition of Dungeons & Dragons. And there was a starter set for about 16 quid. And I thought, oh, I'll get that. And I sent a message out and say, anybody fancy playing this? Thinking a few people would, and we'd play it for a few weeks, and then we'd move on to something else. And this was in 2016. And I got this, and a few people were there, five. It was me and five others. And we started playing, going through the starter adventure, then going to the small town and exploring it. And then it got to the end of the, the adventure and the starter set, and people wanted to carry on playing. So I got this campaign book, one of the campaigns, and it carried on going. And we've been playing almost every Wednesday since 2016. Oh, wow. It's, it's amazing. Everybody get, gets together as much as they can. During COVID and the lockdown, we went online. Uh, we played using Foundry and Zoom and things like that. And it wasn't always the Dungeons and Dragons campaign. It was We often played lots of different role-playing games, but it was a reason to get together during those terrible times. And it, was, it wasn't just... We still do that as well, where you, I'm sure you did it yourself, where you get a few friends on Zoom and you'd be there drinking and chatting, mm-hmm. and then it would sort of fizzle out. But because we were playing the role-playing game, it would be like a reason to get together each week, and we'd we'd have a little chat to begin with, play the game, and a chat afterwards. And it was just it's it kept us all going, kept us all sane during lockdown. Yeah, I, I love a board game. Um, I haven't really ever fully got into tabletop gaming like D and D and stuff. Uh, I play more conventional style board games i guess uh but i enjoyed board game arena during the oh yeah pandemic yeah. uh get together with some friends and just play board games online yeah it's so easy it made it so easy didn't it like tabletopia and all those things even now we still get together online doing that but there's a, a board game shop just down the road which opened the past couple of years uh called bulwark games which is great because there's like i'm, I'm playing a, a role-playing game there every thursday for well, this evening called heart which is this weird twisted thing where you go into this underbelly of a weird city but it's nice actually being a player in that one because i only have to focus on the one character which is a change (laughs) (laughs) so when it comes to you being like a games master and you're saying a lot of it is improv is sort of made up on the spot how much do you actually have to prepare before a quest well it's you have count we're working through a campaign so there's a big adventure where they're trying to currently where they're trying to follow this cult who are robbing villages and trying to they're doing stuff. I won't go into too much detail in case some of the players <laughs> listening. But it's it goes on from there. So that's there's the overarching plot. But it's as it goes on, there's like little segments where they're moving from one place to another, or like f- for the minute they've just got into the city of Baldur's Gate, which is in the news a lot now because there's a new Baldur's Gate three video game which has just come out. But they've got to the city and in the role playing game, and they found I'd made a, a broadsheet with news stories, and they picked one and they went off and explored that. And so I made this, that one, there was preparation there where I put in lots of different classified ads and news stories, and but I had no idea what they were going to pick. So I had the bare bones for everything, but a lot of it is just, okay, well, they're going for this and then 
make it up on the spot or go with a little bit of prep work I've done or say, well, this is a good time to bring it to a close this evening. Let's join, do it next week. And then in the intervening week, I go typing away or getting things ready. But there's like the, the campaign book has a lot of the information, but it can go anywhere. It doesn't just because the story says, you know, this is the path it takes. I have to drop hints and hope that they pick up on it and follow the clues, but they could just say, well, we've had enough of this. We just we either want to go monster hunting or let's buy an old building and open a bakery and do stuff like that. You never know what's going to happen. It's just <laughs> last last night in the session, there was a, a very bad incident where they pickled this monster's head in vodka, and then they decided to see what effect the vodka would have on people. And it was this, yes, it got a bit messy, but it was a lot of fun and there was a lot of laughter as everybody's sitting around going, oh, my God, what have you done? <laughs> uh, yeah it's just you never know what's going to happen and that's one of the, the fun things about it awesome yeah it sounds very improv which sounds very fun yeah yeah well i think as well i think uh i was talking to emma the other week and she's had a few other people who play role-playing games and she said it's good as well because people who play role-playing games sometimes go a slightly different way than people who don't with actual improv classes yeah. uh especially you know it can go to like with fantasy if they've been playing a fantasy role-playing game recently their improv might be slightly more fantasy based and things like that so i think the two feed into each other which is something i hadn't thought about before but it's yeah. uh quite interesting yeah interesting cool now the performance side of of improv uh that can be a big deal for lots of people so the D D stuff aside do you have any sort of background of performing uh not really well i was in a for a very short time, I was in a, a band called The Team Beat, where I played harmonica and did some backing vocals. And we did we did a handful of gigs, uh, but I was extremely nervous. But we got through them. We had a little reunion after about 20-odd years, about three or four years ago down in London. Uh, but that was that was pretty much it. I'd not done any acting or theatrical kind of, of stuff like that. And one of the – I said I was nervous going to the first class. One of the – the things I was most nervous about was being in front of people and and performing or even just talking because I had memories of being at university and having to do presentations about things like that and just you know I'm sure we all know and you 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 get the, that nerves nervousness just going through you and you start shaking and you just your voice cracks and stuff but I I just had that in the back of my head uh, but when I just in the class when I stood up in front of people and it was just, okay, this is what you're going to do and just getting straight into it. it. I was just blown away by how relaxed and how much fun it was and how much I looked forward to doing that. But I think a lot of that's to do with the the little exercise at the start as well, which sort of, you know, the passing the clap around or doing those word games and it's getting your, your brain to just go, just go blur and get the thing out before you're, you can get embarrassed about it. I think they help a lot. Yeah, yeah. the the warm ups are very important to a session. I sort of famously don't enjoy the warm ups, uh, but I see the value <laughs> in them. It's just uh, I <laughs> I hate doing them, but yeah, I know yeah. I know why they're important. So I I never like I'm never like oh I'm going to sit down and while you're doing all the warm ups I will join <laughs> in, but um I just want to get to the to the meat of it all. Yeah, yeah, and I've, I think once you've been doing it for a while, yeah, it's it's probably easy. You, you automatically get into that mindset anyway. But uh, definitely for you starting out, that was, I think that helped me get over 
a lot of my nerves to begin with because next you're doing it without even realizing you're doing it which is which is great and also it's if you're with a group of people and you're all being silly together then you go oh well if they're all silly and i'm silly then what's it matter what's the worst that can happen yeah what i love as well so i remember my first lci session and i was i turned up just assuming everyone was going to be amazing and everyone would have been doing it for years yeah and then i found out after that session that a lot of the people there it was their first night as well or some had only had a few sessions under their belt and what i love when when i go to lti sessions is there's always a great cross-section of complete beginners uh, really experienced and, and those in between but you can't tell who's who oh yeah yeah exactly yeah it's uh, i was thinking that the other week at one of the dropping classes because there's some at the start somebody says oh this is my first time and then you get you get going and then you're watching it and then you're going oh they were brilliant blah blah blah, blah. and then you go were they the one who said it was the first time? Oh my God. It's just, it's, yeah, it's, as you say, it's a great cross section and it's just amazing how everybody comes together. And it's just, I find it, it's just how brilliant it's, you're meeting new people, you're building your confidence and you're just having such a good, good fun. It's one of the, it's one of those things you, unless you've done it, you don't realize just how good it is. And do you have any favorite games that you play there? Uh, well, I like doing the I like doing the Henry, just be, for for some of the things we spoke about before. Uh, oh, going blank on the the games names because it's all they're different ones now. Uh, I just I often like the ones where you're just on the back wall and somebody calls out calls out one word and you just get up and you just start riffing on that one word. Uh, I just find that like that's that's some kind of weird magic. How one word can just suddenly take you to different worlds and different characters. Uh, but now you've asked the question, and I know we're getting lots of dead air. I can't <laughs> think of any names of the games, but I, I enjoy all of them. I can't think of any I don't dislike. So whenever okay. there's a game that I called out, is uh, it's just I just I just love doing. Oh, there was one the Time Warp did that for the first time at. The uh, the drop in where you do one scene, uh, and it's set in the present, and then it's you do it again, but it's like in the past or it's in the future. Oh, yeah. um, that, that was, but it's the same scene, and it just, yeah, it was it, that that can be really fun. It, it's just a good way of looking at what you've already set up, and then just twisting it and um, and breaking things down again. See, my favorite games are pun games, and they can be very divisive. Like people either love a pun game or they hate a pun game. Where do you sit yeah. on puns? Uh, I I quite like a good pun, uh, especially as I've got older, <laughs> the dad jokes and things like that. But uh, I I can understand why some people wouldn't like them because in some ways you've got to it's it, you can't just come up with them, you know, snappy all the time with a pun. Uh, you can get get a bit caught up in your own head. But uh, I think there's always a good place for a good pun. Awesome. Now, I just want to talk to you about your artwork, because for anyone that doesn't know, Phil is an incredible artist. I saw a post he did on Facebook the other day showing some of his past work and like f- truly phenomenal. Uh, there was uh, I remember a Christopher Walken one uh, was yes, yeah. was sort of one of the, the first pictures I saw. And it, it it was so true to life. So I just want to talk to you about your art. How did you get into it? How long have you been doing it? Oh, thank you very much. Thank you for the kind words. Uh... I've been doing it since I was a kid. It's just something I've always been. I always used to 
to doodle and draw things. And uh, I remember uh, reading the fan- fighting fantasy books when I was younger, and I loved the artwork in there, and I used to copy them. I was mainly just copying artwork from comic books and those kind of things. Uh, and I never really thought anything of it because I could just always do it. And, and people always people used to go, oh, that's really good. I like it, George, this other stuff like this. And I always used to get frustrated, though, because I could never quite – I tried drawing the things I could see in my head, but they never looked quite as good as I I wanted them to be. And I think a lot of that was the, just the, a lack of patience because I could copy things and they'd look really good. But when it was doing things out of my head, I didn't – if I went back and and went over them or spent a bit more time on them, I'm sure I would have got it. But uh, it just never quite gelled. But over the years, I just always kept doing it. And it was a few years ago. I was trying to do uh, portraits of people and they looked like them, but they were never they never quite – there was always you could look at them and go, well, that that's so and so, but there's you know it's it's not quite right. The eyes are a bit wonky or things like this. But then a few years ago, I'm not quite sure why. I've some just clicked, and I did a Vincent Price picture, which is hanging on the wall next to me. I, I was going to show you, but it's uh, it's an audio <laughs> podcast. Uh, but uh, it just clicked. I, th- I found this really good photo of him with a. It's just like a profile. Well, it's side profile thing, but but it's like real dark shadows and. I find it suddenly having the shape of the shadows, the negative space that just really clicked. Instead of focusing on the whole face, I would look at the the shape of it or just do the eye and move on from there and just do it in segments and doing it like that. Suddenly when I finished, I remember looking at it going, Oh, wow. Oh, I think that's really good. But is that just because it's, you know, I want it to be, and then I was showing it to people and they really liked it. And so I carried on doing that. Uh, and yeah, it seemed to be, I just do it as, as a spare time and the hobby, I tried selling some of them on Etsy. I sold one, uh, an Al Pacino one, uh, but there was no, there was no thing. But it's just one of those things. I do it mainly because it's it's good, and when I'm doing it, it's it's good for your mental health. You just think of nothing else. Same with doing the role playing. You're just thinking of the, the the here and now as you're doing it. I've also started doing a bit of painting, but that's that's something I'm still not quite confident with. But but it's uh, yeah, it's all it's all good fun, and I'm hoping to get back into it and do a bit more because I've not done any for a while. Cool. Now, you mentioned fighting fantasy there. Can you just explain to people what a fighting fantasy book is? Oh, yeah, they're those choose-your-own-adventures where you start off. There was lots of different ones, but the Ian Livingstone, the one, yeah, Steve Jackson and Ian Livingstone, they had these fighting fantasy ones where you have the book, and you're meant to roll dice and have this many health points and things like that, but nobody ever did. But you'd, you'd read through the book, and it would say you you walk down – you walk down the city streets and you hear you hear off to the uh, the left you hear the sound of of a fight or ahead you see uh, a fair maiden if you want to go and speak to the fair maiden turn to page 82 if you want to go and investigate the sounds turn to page 7 and then you you do that and follow the the book through there it was like the old text adventures on computers as well but mm-hmm. you do that read it uh, and you just either get keep going until you died or you until you got to the end of the adventure uh, or you'd stick your fingers in all the different pages and things to make sure you could go back and if you wanted to cheat and do that. But yeah, they were good fun. Uh, Death Trap uh, Dungeon and City of Thieves were some of the ones I always remember. See, I remember when I very first qualified as a teacher, or actually when I was in the process of qualifying as a teacher and I was doing a graduate teach program, which meant I was sort of employed for a year to teach and it was learning on a job sort of thing. And I had a class and I was told that there's some boys in this class 
They just don't enjoy reading. You're not going to get them to read, blah, 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 blah. And I said, leave it with me. And I introduced, <laughs> introduced the class to uh, the fighting fantasy books. And yeah. our class reader became one of the books. And they absolutely loved it. And we did the whole thing. We had the character sheets. We had the dice. So the whole class were fully involved in the story and oh, they were brilliant. taking it in turns to like roll the dice for the character in the battles and all that kind of stuff and yeah it was it was amazing to see how the children were just fully involved in the story because they really felt like they were getting the opportunity to sort of live the story and even like choosing which character we were going to be that came down to a class yeah, vote yeah. And um, I I read the spiel about all of the different characters there could be, and then they had to have discussion groups about why they think this character <laughs> or that character should be the one that that we we choose, and, and which one do we think is best suited for the adventure ahead, and blah 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 blah. So there was loads of work that came from it. That's fantastic, yeah. Because it's I would not thought about something like that because it's yeah it's so immersive because it's it's done like it, you are going on this journey with them as well. And I could, they're basically reading without realizing the reading, I suppose, because they just want to know what happens next and they're just getting onto the next bit. And it's all, it's the little little chapters or sometimes it's just one paragraph, isn't it? Or even just a sentence and then it's onto yeah. the next bit. Oh, wow. That's, ah, I'd never thought of that, but that's fantastic. Yeah. What a great idea. Oh, thanks. Uh, now, another post I saw you did at some point on Facebook was, it was a folder of, pictures with you with famous people and there were some very famous people oh yeah yeah uh that's that's because it's kind of like uh my day job as it were is uh, i'm a film journalist i started uh, a site a, web a website called live for films so it's liveforfilms.com anybody wants to check it out but that was uh that started off again as a hobby and it is still very much a hobby but it's it's it does take me to places and and pays a few little bills but it's uh <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Live for Films, it started off where I was uh, working in motor insurance in Norwich Union in Liverpool, and we got word that we're being made redundant. And meantime, I've been sending emails of all film news and bits and pieces to my friends. And one of my friends said, oh, uh, can you stop sending all these emails? It's doing my head in. I love what you're saying, but I've not got time to read them. Can you put them on a blog and I'll check them out? So I started this blog. Uh, and, and sent it to my friends and they started checking it out. But then I noticed the readership kept going up and up and up. And I was going, I've not got this many friends. Uh, <laughs> and then I got people from uh, PR companies getting in touch saying, hey, do you want to come to the screening down in London or can we send you this film? And I was thinking at first, you know, imposter syndrome kind of kicking in, going, oh, this must be a mistake. But then it turned out people were was liking what I was posting. It's all like film news and reviews. And then next thing I know, I was going down to London and I was in a press conference uh, talking to Johnny Depp uh, back when, before <laughs> the Palava. Uh, and then other times uh, going to London for screenings or off to Dublin or being uh, flown to uh, places in Europe for just different, lots of different things. And then uh, going to the New York Comic Con where lots of those photos are from. Where And the next thing I know, I'm talking to William Shatner and carrie Ann Moss and loads of lots and lots of other people. It's just uh, Clancy Brown. It's just bizarre, uh, but it seems to be people seem to dig it. And it's all I love films. That's that's why lots of my drawings and portraits of movie stars and things like that. But uh, that's that's why that's why there's photos of me with famous people. <laughs> <laughs> See, I I go to comic cons and I love. I love getting the opportunity to meet the people that I, I watch in the films and stuff. And 
I'm a big Star Wars person, and I've met some 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 big people from Star Wars. But did I see a picture of you with Rosario Dawson? Yes, she was. Uh, yeah, she's going to be a Soka, isn't she? Well, she is a Soka. Yeah. yeah, she was at the last Comic Con. Was that two years ago? The last New York one. She was. She came in. Uh, it wasn't for Ahsoka. I can't remember what it was about, but yeah, she came in and she was just. You, you see some of these famous people, and when you see them in the flesh, you're going, "Oh yeah, okay, that's so and so," and they're they're cool and everything but some of the celebrities when you they enter a room you suddenly go and ah yeah they just mm. you can't help but look at them i mean they can be attractive they can be unattractive or whatever but there's, there's just something about them um and rosario dawson walked in it was just like oh wow yeah she's you know that charisma just coming off them even before they've said or done anything and just everybody's there just going oh, wow and she just started talking and it was just very inspirational and really cool Ah, oh, that's but so cool. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's nice as well. Most of the people I've met have all been nice or at least not been too rude or anything. If everybody's because you can you can understand they get tired of doing all these these press things, obviously, and there's all these people around them, but I haven't got a I haven't got a horror story yet so far about meeting a celebrity, so touch wood. Oh nice. Yeah. See, I love Ahsoka. Ahsoka is my favorite Star Wars character and I love the voice actress Ashley Eckstein that plays yeah, yeah. her. And when they announced that they were going to be bringing Ahsoka to life, I was like really apprehensive, uh, thinking, "Oh no, I love this character. What are they going to do with this character? Because not everything uh, in Star Wars gets gets the justice it deserves." Yeah, well, especially with the. I mean, they did so many good things with the Clone Wars cartoons and Star Wars Rebels. I'm just doing a rewatch of the Star Wars Rebels with a friend of mine. Uh, it's just so good and it's just i'm always saying telling people watch it watch it it's amazing the stories the character work is just brilliant i mean the ending of uh the clone wars with the soko on the the ship and all order yeah. 66 comes through wow mm -hmm. but yeah and then seeing rebels i was like that as well when they mentioned it was you know ahsoka was going to be in the mandalorian uh but look thankfully that was a real good that was a real good episode yeah uh, and she's really good in the character yeah she so just I, gets I, it Oh, totally, yeah. And I'm looking forward to the Ahsoka series, especially because we've seen Sabine Wren and uh, the little bit of uh, Ezra and Chopper, of course. But it's uh, I, wanna, I, I am made up the fact they've got uh, uh, Lars Mikkelsen in his throne because he, his voice in the Star Wars Rebels is, is Grand Admiral Thrawn. And it just, I kept going saying, please, please let it be him. Let it be him. We need his voice. And so they got him in. So that that's really good. But... Uh, yeah, some of the Star Wars live action stuff recently has been a bit hit or miss for me, sadly, which uh, is one of those things. But it's that's the way you get. You look forward to these things. They can't always be exactly what you want. They've got to. You just got to hope that the writer uh, likes and respects the, the project and gets it right. Yeah, hundred percent. And what you said there about Throne as well. Yeah, I think having that voice, that voice is Throne to me as well. And I'm currently reading the the Throne anthology I'm, uh, I'm doing the same yeah yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it, that is the voice in my head when <laughs> totally when yeah reading. yeah I, I get exactly the same thing uh cool so out of everyone that you've met because you, you listed some great people there who who were you most excited to meet uh most excited to meet uh well i think william shatner was one of them because a big star trek fan and you know he's he's you know captain kirk he was a legend there was that was just that was just incredible uh when he, when he came in he was hilarious because i'd had stories where he could be quite difficult 
but he sat down and he was just laughing and joking he was asking what people were doing what they what they liked about things and th- that was really good uh so i think when i found out there was a chance to meet him that was that was one i was really excited to see but uh i'm just happy meeting anybody it's it's just nice you get a different perspective on things some of some of the best ones have been people who have have gone well I, I recognize the face but what were they in and then you're just having a chat chat to them and they're really interesting one of the coolest was clancy brown you know the highlander he was the kurgan and highlander or the voice yeah. of mr Krabs and spongebob depending upon your age uh and in so many other things short the, the guard and shawshank redemption but i didn't it was before because it's where because I'm on the got the press pass I'm in the press room so there's big round tables and you sit down and there's usually about between three or six or seven journalists and then the talents the stars sorry uh and so you're talking there but beforehand there's like the waiting around and you can go and chat to them if if you if you want to I mean you you, you you've got a gauge you can see sometimes that they're just not into it but I as we were some for some show and Clancy Brown was leaning against the wall and I went up to him uh and i just went hi mr brown and he went he just smiled and he mm-hmm. and uh i just said just really like your work that kind of thing just wondering if i could take a photo and he went yeah and it was just had a little chat with him about things and it was just really nice and he was i was made up that he was cool and i'm really good to talk to because it was in the back of my head i was going oh no what if he's dreadful sometimes it's best not to you know because then you can just keep the the fantasy alive in your head but luckily he was really really nice it was really oh, good cool yeah uh you saying about william shatner there just reminded me of a show that i watched a few years back and i can't remember what it's called i think it's called better late than never but it was william shatner henry winkler george foreman and uh, oh gosh yeah some american footballer terry bradshaw and there were two seasons of it and the first season it was those guys going to asia and experiencing sort of asia together and then the second season they went to europe and it was like a fun sort of travel series of them traveling seeing different sites but just their personalities playing off each other was really entertaining yeah i remember seeing the trailer for that i never got a chance to watch it but yeah i like i like all of them henry winkler he always comes across as such a nice guy uh, even I was watching a Conan O'Brien interview and they were talking about Henry Winkler and how he's just so nice because he's in that uh, TV show Barry, which is a really good one. Good watch, but uh, yeah, but seeing him, I, I, that was one I meant to watch. But seeing seeing all these famous faces, especially Henry Winkler and, and William Shatner, who were like famous around about the same time, or maybe Henry Winkler a bit after Star Trek, but they were they were huge stars back in their prime. It was incredible. They like. Uh, they changed things, didn't they? Well, Henry Winkler introduced us to the phrase uh, "jump in the shark," which I always <laughs> find amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Henry Winkler, as you say, he's got this reputation for being a nice guy, and you could just see it. Like he just oozes niceness. Oh yeah, yeah. He's like the uh, well, even in his character in Parks and Recreation, with those horrible kids he's got, he's just he's he's really nice, even when he's trying to rip off one of the other characters. He's just. But I think I like the way he brings. He brings this charm and this easiness to him. And I suppose if you've been in the, the industry that long, it just becomes second nature, doesn't it? You can just turn it on and off. But you do hope that when you see them, you know, on the screen like that, they can be as nice in real life. And, and as I said, thankfully, so far, all the ones I've met have been, have been, well, I assume they've been really nice or as <laughs> they're all really good actors, they could just be acting. <laughs> 
So let's just uh, get back into improv for a second. And you said you, you're going to be doing another another long form course with LCI. Yeah, uh, yeah. Have you thought beyond that? Do you have any future aspirations to be in a troupe or anything like that? Uh, that's a good question. It's one of those ones I've not really thought long term about, about this at all when I started. But it's been going on. There's been every now and again when we have like a beer afterwards in the bar. I think on occasion someone goes, oh, we should form a little group. We should do this. We should do that. And there's, there's this like little tickle in the back of my head when somebody says that. And I'm, I'm going, oh, that could be fun. But then again, another voice is going, oh, but that could be quite nerve wracking. But then I go, well, no, it's I've been OK so far and I've enjoyed it. But I think I'd like to give it a go. Uh, but I'd like it if somebody else organized it and I just turned up, to be honest. <laughs> Well, there is a bit of a history of people that have done long form stuff with LCI forming yeah, troops. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. there was Broken Chair, they they did it. And the Oikers, who I'm a part of, we did it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Heard of that one there. Michael was talking about that uh, the other day. So, uh, yeah, it's something I'd like to try uh, because you don't know whether you'll enjoy it or not until you give it a go, do you? Yeah. Uh, from my point of view, there's there's a great level of comfort from constantly sort of playing with the same people. I love drop-ins and I love mixing with different people, but when you can really build a rapport with, with people that you're constantly doing things with, and you really understand where, where you can take each other in scenes. I, I, I think that's something really special. Oh, I know exactly what you mean. Cause there's still some of the people from the first group I was in. They've carried on through, and then from the uh, every, every every one of the long courses I've done, there's been some people who just does that connection, and you just it builds on, and then you're excited to do a scene with them, or you're disappointed if they don't show up that week, and things like that. And or when they're because a few of the ones from the last long form have uh, like said they've signed up for this one, so that's great going into it. But yeah, you get the same ones who you. I think it all becomes down to trust, doesn't it? Where you you know you can do this, you stand. When it's like, let's do this scene, we need two people, and you step up, and then it's one of the people you've worked with before. There's like a little sense of relief uh, where you're just going, well, okay, well, I know I, I know this has got to be good. I know they've got me if I mess up or if I just go you know, dry and just can't think of anything. I know I know we've got each other's back, and that's that just makes things so much easier. But then again, if it's someone you've never worked with before, it's just like you get up and there's that anticipation of going, wow, this could be good. This could be a future connection or... But you're having that where there's a few of you, uh, you just know that uh, if they come up and they're gonna they're gonna do like a sweep and take you off, you you go and oh well, I'm excited to see what they're gonna do now. This is this is great because I really like what they do, uh, especially when they're paired with these that other person. It just yeah, it's the more you work with people, the the better it is and the more fun it is, and it's just it's it's just nice. It's that's one of being the other great things is just meeting new people and making new friends. In such a short space of time, you suddenly because you're doing these silly, silly, amazing things together. And when I say silly, I don't mean that in the derogatory way. I just mean because you're getting to be, you're getting to play pretend again, like when you're a kid, which is which is great fun, and we should all do more often. Uh, it's just, I just love that, and you you get these these strong connections with people in such a short space of time. It's like when we did that. You mentioned the Brian Palermo thing. That was a one. How long was that? Was that three hour thing? Three hours. Yeah. Yeah. But. You know, you're doing these, you're doing these intense character studies, uh, and it's just this 
we've got that because we were in that class together. So you mentioned that to somebody who was in that class, and you're like, oh yeah, I remember we did this. And the, the way he said, just focus on one emotion and you're there and you've got this connection with people and you've not got it with anybody else. People wouldn't understand, but you've got that. And it's it's like with the drop-in classes, you can do one or two with the same people and suddenly next time you see them, you're going, oh, so-and-so, that's that's them. And you go, you, you know, you know them and you're having a chat about this and, and it can be these really in-depth conversations about improv or anything else you've been doing it's just it's just that's one of the there's so many good things about having started this improv journey but that's a that's another brilliant one the the people you meet and the friends you make along the way yeah and i think i've been fortunate that everything i've done improv wise is always very welcoming and, and it's all the great people but it takes it takes time to build rapport and as you say like when it's a continuation of doing the same thing with the same people and you really start to, to build that rapport whether it's through just constant drop-ins or whatever but that's one of the reasons i love doing this show because it's 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 me getting to know people that are in the lci community yeah, but it's yeah. also an opportunity for everyone else in the lci community to get to know the people that they're they're going and, and spending that time with every week it's, yeah that's very true it's a it's a great idea as well yeah so yeah because i was listening to the one uh kate did the other day that was that was a fun one it's just uh yeah, because you, as you say, we often, sometimes if you're doing the course, you're doing the course with the people for a few hours, and then you have like half an hour or an hour, you know, beforehand or afterwards. So it's, you're getting to learn a little bit about these these people, but it's, you don't always get a chance to spend some quality time with them, even though you'd like to. So yeah, this is a good way of of going, well, hey, I like you. Let's listen to this. I got them well. <laughs> let's, let's dig in deeper. So then you can go, oh, well, I know that they like this stuff. So we can make a connection and, and maybe build on that. And who knows, it might spark things during... An improv class as well if you know a bit more about people you know you can mention something in there because it's it's something they like like if people mention films for me suddenly i'm just going and you, <laughs> you don't know where it's going to take you yeah i love it when when i drop a reference and i realize that someone knows what that reference was if it was an obscure reference <laughs> yeah 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 that's that's always good because sometimes you say it and you're just going oh no no, that's not going to go anywhere. But then somebody does the response that you're hoping for, or just takes it, and yeah, it's always good that. <laughs> uh, right then, do you want to just tell us one more time before we go uh, where people can find your your film things? What was that called again? Yeah, if you go to it's liveforfilms.com, all one word, uh, you will find it there. Or if you if you're friends with me on Facebook, you're probably sick to death of me sharing the post from there. But it's uh, <laughs> I'm on Twitter. All under, if you search for Lift for Films, you'll find them on Twitter. Uh, what else is there? Can we call it Twitter now? It's X now, isn't it? It's Elon, Elon Musk. It's Twitter. <laughs> uh, also on Instagram. And I'm on one called Blue Sky, which which is, seems to be picking up, which the guys who made Twitter have made that. But okay. yeah, you can find me online. Search for Phil Edwards, Lift for Films, and you'll find me. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, Phil. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. It's been, a, it's been a good chat. I've really enjoyed it. Well, thank you so much to Phil. That was an amazing chat. I had a great time. And again, one of the things I love when I go into this, certainly when I have people on like Phil, people I don't really know, people uh, that are still relatively new to LCI and improv in general, and I just get a chance to just talk to a wonderful person. And I... I find out, wow, yeah, this person's got loads of similar interests to me and we can take a conversation down loads of different avenues that before the 
before the chat happened I could not predict and yeah I just love it I just love chatting with nice people and Phil's a great person and you could um, you could hear him talking there about liveforfilm.com go check it out I've checked it out there's loads of great stuff on there the reviews on there are really good and uh, yeah I feel like that's going to become my go-to uh, review place now to because I go to the cinema a lot I, I love going to the cinema I have a Cineworld pass and yeah I'm, I'm going to be checking out his website making sure I'm making the right decision about films moving forward so yeah massive thanks to Phil thanks now if you are interested in getting into improv or already involved in improv and want to try out a different improv scene then all the information you need can be found at www.liverpoolcomedyimprov.co.uk you can also check us out on Facebook by searching for Liverpool Comedy Improv and on Twitter or X whatever it is now and Instagram we are at Live Comedy Improv and of course this show has its own page too just search for uh, Liverpool Comedy Improvcast on Facebook and you'll find out all the information you could ever possibly need for the show there if you are a member of the LCI community and you'd like to be a guest on the show then please get in touch with me or with Emma Bird and we'll make arrangements as soon as possible can you believe this is episode 92 92 episodes we've been going and I I feel like the show is always evolving and going from strength to strength and I love it when we have shows like this which is really what the the show is rooted in just getting to know the people of the LCI community which is ever growing and ever expanding I had the pleasure of going to a a recent drop-in session Uh, so as you're listening to this if you're listening on the day it comes out then I was at the session last Monday and it was great it was great to be there with some familiar faces and some new faces and and as Emma said when she was introducing the session that evening she said it felt like there were people there from all of the sort of the different phases of LCI over the years last Monday there were 18 of us and we had a lot of fun and it was was just great to be back it was like going home going to an LCI drop-in session was just like going home loved it so much fun and yeah there's there's lots lots of exciting things coming up for me as well so if you're listening to this on the day of release or the week of release then i uh, am running something this week which i'm really excited about which is uh, an introduction to improv for voice actors through gravy for the brain Uh, so i'm I'm running a course with gravy for the brain anyone that knows anything about voice acting should know about gravy for the brain they're basically like one of the top places where you can learn the ins and outs of of being a voice actor and uh, lots of people around the world are part of Gravy for the Brain and I'm a proud member of Gravy for the Brain and I've been training with them for a little while now and yeah I'm really excited about introducing improv to, to the voice acting community uh, and actually guiding people on the start of their journey into improv so I'm super excited about that and you can find out about anything like that that I'm up to just by checking out my website which is www.ianlukejones.com you can find all things me there there's stuff about podcasts there's stuff about my improv and there's lots of stuff about my voice acting including my reels so yeah check that out and there's a blog on there and all sorts of stuff going on Uh, so yeah I'm super excited about what's coming up I haven't been the best and I remember at the end of the last episode of the podcast I was saying yeah it's it's the summer holidays and I'm feeling great and then not long after that I ended up having uh, an issue with the tooth, had to have the tooth removed, and then since then, I just feel like 
my immune system was low, I picked up everything going. Uh, I've had sort of an infection in my mouth and that's still there and nothing quite feels right in my mouth yet. So it hasn't, it hasn't been the fun summertime that I, I was hoping for, but at least I've had time to just relax and recover. And that's important, you know, when you're teaching, it's really stressful and constantly on it and you constantly have to think. So this, this time to relax and recover is very much needed certainly since I've had the tooth taken out. Um, so yeah, that's what's going on with me. But lots of exciting things are coming up. So check it all out on ianlukejones.com. Now then, if you're listening to this on Apple or Spotify, I will always ask that you write us a lovely little review. Give us five stars, because it's little things like that that really help to boost the show and get our name out there. And if you want to check me out on social media, you can find me on YouTube, on Facebook, Twitter, or X, whatever it's called now, Instagram, and you can find just you can find me just at Ian Luke Jones. If I'm on social media, oh TikTok as well. I didn't say that. So at Ian Luke Jones, I do different things on different social media platforms, but at Ian Luke Jones uh, will take you to wherever you. You need to go to find me on those things. And there's ianlukejones.com as well for your one-stop shop for all things me. And that is going to bring us to the end of this week's episode. Once again, a massive thanks to Phil. That was a really great chat. He, he's, he's a cool guy, a super nice guy as well. It was really nice to chat with him. And I look forward to improvising with him, hopefully sometime in the not-too-distant future. And I hopefully look forward to improvising with you, the listener, as well, if you are part of the LCI community. So there we go another great episode episode 92 so next time you hear me it'll be episode 93 and who knows who will be the guest then will it be another newbie to the show will we be delving back into the a to z of improv there's only one way to find out come back next time now before we go here are some words that are wise 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 always remember whatever the situation to treat life like improv and yes and